0: Hi, I'm Andrew Hermes, and you're listening to The Secrets of WandaVision, where we discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings of this Marvel streaming series on Disney+. Plus. Joining me today on the panel are Father Andrew Kinstetter. Hi, Father. Hello, hello. Hello. And Mike Dents. Great to be here. Great to have you. Before we start, please help us out by writing a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from, and sharing the podcast with your friends to help us grow our community of listeners. So, WandaVision, a Disney Plus streaming service, part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Uh, the first of its kind on Disney Plus. This is sort of their entry into a sort of serialized TV series on a streaming platform. I mean, they've had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, on on ABC, but that was more of a network show. Wasn't that...
1: Was that actually canonically connected to the movies? I know that there was some... some, uh separation between those in the movies, whereas Wandavision is very
0: clearly leading
2: into movies.
0: Right. Yeah. Agents of Shield is is canon. Okay. Uh, and
2: and they did at times. Yeah. I remember when the different Avenger movies were coming out and they were going uh they did like the was it Age of Ultron that was going on during yeah. one of those Age seasons? of Ultron,
0: there was also Civil War and 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 I think yeah. it started with Winter Soldier.
2: And yeah, they Are wouldn't it?
0: I mean that show didn't have like the biggest cameos but they would always no. they had
2: Sith come one time and uh, right. Yeah. Well, it was, that was about it. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: Nick Fury showed up like for a second. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. didn't watch every episode of that series, but, uh, but yeah, I know agents of shield was more kind of its own thing. And then the events of the movies would have some sort of effect on the storyline.
2: Then it was agent Carter's short lived series. Right. Yeah. For a couple seasons, I, I think they got yeah that.
0: another network show, but yeah, this is the, the first, you know, Disney plus streaming uh, series. And obviously there was a lot of chatter on, on social media about it um, before and during and after uh, that. That's kind of the nature of, of having a serialized show. You kind of get to do that. Um, you know, a big theme of this show and we'll, and, and we'll get into it is, uh, Father, you pointed this out while we we're planning this, um, that we're recording this during Holy Week. So today we're we're right smack dab in the middle of Holy Week and as we prepare for Christ's passion and 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 his uh, death on the cross. Um, So a theme of grief, which this show deals heavily with, um, is something that we're sort of meditating on and and recollecting during this this time. And again, like I said, we'll get to that. But first, I just want to get your general thoughts um, on the show. Uh, What did you think of it? Were you happy? Were you disappointed somewhere in the middle? Uh, Father, we'll start with you. So I need to take a
1: step back for a moment and at least at least uh, lay the groundwork here. I am a casual fan, I would say, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So like I don't know the comics other than like I know that they appeared in comics, but I've never read them. So I I went into this show not knowing that there was a whole story already played out in the comics. Mm hmm. So and and Wanda and Vision weren't necessarily my top favorites in in the movies. So kudos to their marketing team, because I was really fascinated by this uh, by this show. And so much so that I that I, of course, watched it and I'm on this podcast talking about it. And I absolutely loved it. So I I think that, you know, I being a casual fan um totally wasn't looking at agnes like oh maybe she's agatha you know and so like so i i have friends who are like oh we're already watching her like you should watch her and so i was like oh okay so let's let's watch her character or like geraldine's character uh you know when it's Mm -hmm. revealed that she's monica rambeau i also had to have someone point out like you watched Captain Marvel, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. But even so, like, even though I didn't actually know those sorts of connections, I absolutely loved this show, and I loved the the themes that they dealt with—grief. Um, um, the I loved the sitcom eras. I mean, it. I, I feel like like Wanda, like those. That's nostalgic for me too. So, like, I watched Bewitched when I was a kid. Loved it. <laughs> You know, and, and, and those sorts of things, I thought it was just brilliantly done how they, how they modified, um, all of these together. And, and if you watch, there's the, the Disney plus documentary on WandaVision, how they did it, that Mm -hmm. first episode, you know, the Dick Van Dyke episode, they actually filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yes. So like all these (laughs) sorts of things that they, that they did to make these fit the different eras is just phenomenal, uh just uh, an awesome way to film and and, I mean they they did a brilliant job with it it felt real and the themes that they dealt with of course were, were real and not just kind of made fun of or made light of and that's not something that you often see in a show like this so long story short casual fan loved it didn't know the comic backstory but still loved it anyway
0: yeah, that's it's good to have that perspective on the show, because a majority of the people that, that are watching it are just casual fans, not really knowing what the comic books, uh, you know, how the storylines end up and in, in, in that sort of. Uh, in, in fact, it's it's really funny because I have a, a buddy that I that I watched it with. And so he
1: yeah. would like explain things to me after every episode. And he's like, oh, this is totally, you know, Agatha and, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's funny because I did the same thing with him for the Mandalorian. So like, we, yeah, Oh, there you go. We, <laughs> we have this awesome, yeah, uh
0: TV show watching relationship. So perfect. Yeah. Well, and, and the great thing about the, the MCU is that they don't really take comic book storylines and adapt them literally. You know, they, they just they pick and choose here and there. And and ultimately they, they kind of do their own thing. Um So it, it was cool seeing. You know, as a comic book fan myself, seeing like the influences that it that it took from uh, some of them from my favorite comic books. I mean, there's a there's a vision comic by Tom King. That's one of my all time favorite comic book runs. And uh, it, it really has nothing in common with the show other than, uh, you know, it's set in like suburbia and it's vision trying to have a family uh, in that story. He vision is the one that creates his wife. Uh it's a it's basically he creates a whole synthezoid family um so that aspect of it kind of switched around uh, and and being in like white suburbia um is is kind of like the only sort of uh commonalities it has but it, it was cool seeing seeing those influences uh mike what did you think
2: i overall i really enjoyed it i i was really uh impressed i'm like Basically, Marvel MCU hit it out of the park again. I I haven't been disappointed in any of their movies. Uh, I saw what uh, it was really actually much more of a, a revelation. The way Mandalorian kind of brought Star Wars uh, out of uh, a lot of problems that a, a lot of fans mm-hmm. thought that it was created by first the prequels and then and then the um, Disney's uh, movies outside of you know maybe Rogue One and Solo, which I like, but. Uh, you know they they really did a great job with Mandalorian, and okay, because how is Marvel going to follow this up with what with what Disney did? And uh, I loved it. I love Elizabeth Olsen. Mm-hmm. Um, she got all the acting talent. Uh, her her twin sisters. <laughs> uh yes. Yeah. N- I don't think so. She's. I I didn't even realize for a long time who she was because. Yeah. Even though she has the same last name and looks like them, she's just really talented actress and 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 beautiful. And so she just she just. Really hit it out of the park, and then there with Paul. Um, I love him too. Uh, I took um my wife and daughter uh to a comic con in Seattle in uh 2018 uh, in the spring, and they were both there. Uh, Wilson and Bethany, and it was a lot of fun to see them, kind of like talking. And this was like way before I even had any idea there was a Wandavision. They, They this is actually if I pre um Endgame, uh, so it was kind of neat uh, to then see them do this together. And I really liked, as you look back, how um, you had the campy kind of, you know, Dick Van Dyke uh, beginning, which everything was just goofy. And then you get into like Bewitched in the 60s and you get into like a maybe a Sesame Street kind of 70s. And as you get more into the, Later decades, and I'm 50, so I'm enjoying all this. This is either stuff I watched as reruns <laughs> when I was a kid, or stuff I grew up with. Um, and everything gets more serious. The, 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 every decade is a little more serious, like, you know. Even though they had the the really cool like 80s sets and the, and the subtleties of the 90s, like you know the, what is it? Um, something house. I can't remember. Full what house. To, full yeah. house. Thank you. Right. Full house kind of look and all that kind of stuff. But the the it, it got more serious, and there was. More of those kind of like eerie interruptions of you know mm-hmm. breaking the fourth wall, kind of like you know the one time when um, Agatha like said, "Oh, should, should I do that again?" You know, yeah, like she was like, yeah. you know, and then you realize she was actually pretending to pretend. It was, <laughs> it was pretty pretty surreal. <laughs> so I enjoyed the writing. I enjoyed how they revealed everything. I loved Darcy's comic relief. She's mm-hmm. my daughter's and mine one of our favorite characters. It was really kind of cool to see her come back. Um, you know, and, uh, just be Darcy. Uh, so yeah, I, I, overall, I, I really enjoyed the whole thing.
1: The, the names of the episodes too, I would just point out were were also like totally appropriate for like each of those. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, so like they, they, they did the whole thing just with that in mind, which was, which was really good. They did cool. their homework. They oh. were really looking at how, <laughs> yeah. how are these things introduced?
2: Yeah. The commercials were hilarious. Um or yeah, the, every, little, the, every thing. the
1: the episode where uh the reruns where they go back through Wanda's life. Like it all <laughs> yeah. just <I> mean, it, <laughs> it all just speaks that TV show language, which was yes. brilliant.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean their house was literally you only saw the one side. I mean it was like a right. like it was a stage. Right. Like a set, yeah. Even yeah. though they're supposed to be really living in the house. Yeah. You never saw the one side of the house. And the the
1: finale episode was literally titled the season finale. Yes, <laughs> like just
0: so good yeah I'll, I'll echo everything you guys said i mean the the i thought the show was brilliant um it you know i had high expectations for it and i think it exceeded them uh and uh, again i think the the format uh they use it brilliant brilliantly and 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 the fact that they were able to uh you know it's like the first like I think it wasn't until episode three, at the end of episode three, where we really got like some moving of the story.
2: That's when they first went behind the scenes into the real world, right? Was yes. episode three? Okay. Yeah,
0: it was really so. Those first three episodes, you're like, okay, what am I watching? And and, and really those, those like subtle like hints of like something weirds going on, like uh, like the the one time where you know, Wanda, you know, edited the show. Mm-hmm. you know where, where it's like a vision was like starting to like realize what's going on, and then she cut it, and then uh it, like stuff like that uh you know like the Agatha thing that you mentioned, should I do it again uh, you know stuff like that like th- those little things were so intriguing that when the credits came up, you're like, oh my goodness, like this cannot be it like do I have to wait a week <laughs> you know right. it's it's and, and being in this netflix uh streaming service sort of thing where You know, a lot a lot of shows would they'll just dump all the episodes at once and you can binge it. Um what Disney Plus is is, has been doing, like they've been doing with Mandalorian and and I think every one of their series so far uh is putting them out weekly. So so the conversation, the the social sort of interaction can happen throughout the week. Um it it takes you back to the days to where you actually had to wait a week (laughs) uh for for watching TV shows. Um so that kind of segues to, to what I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, again, this being Disney plus, Disney Plus's first streaming series for, for the MCU, you know, Falcon and the winter soldier is is playing right now. And I'm sure we'll cover that on a podcast. Uh, but, um, just overall, I know we already touched on a bit, but what do you think of, of having a serialized format like this? You know, the MCU basically having only movies being their sort of, uh, uh, successful and big box office sort of thing now moving into Disney plus and doing, and, and, pl- you know, they've planned out their future. I mean, they're doing a bunch of these that's interweaving with, with all the different movies. I mean, this show uh, is, is going to tie directly into Dr. Strange uh, too. Um, so just overall, what did you think of this format and, and kind of like the future of Marvel going forward, utilizing this? So I think it's great. Uh, I, I have, uh, I guess
1: I have to be careful what I say. I have been guilty of binge watching shows before, but oh, uh, yes, <laughs> but but you're, there,
0: you're in, you're in the same company.
1: There, Don't worry. there is something just uh, appropriate about forcing everybody to wait a week. You know, you've got that week of of speculation. You you gather with your buddies and say, Well, did you watch WandaVision yet? Or, you know, or what did you think? And, you know, what what do you think's gonna happen? Rather than just having like, well, one one and done, kind of, you know, one day watch it all and then, you know, the mystery solved. I love the long game that they're playing. You know, this this kind of a story they they tell over eight weeks is is what they took with Wandavision. And and it allows them to really slow down and really let the characters breathe and process and and like for for Wanda that was crucial in this particular show and so like you you can't just dump that all at once you know it 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 actually sort of the grief process echoes the fact that you have to take your time and go you know week week to week um you know so i i think that that is I think that's going to complement the movies very, very well. The movies are great—two hours. You've got a complete packaged story. But I also really like the the slow narratives of uh, of a of a sh- of a show like this, and they're not really that slow. I mean, it's only nine episodes, so it's, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the the superhero shows that I watch are like twenty two episodes long, and that's you know, starting the <laughs> yeah. fall and then you end in May. Um, right. Or with COVID, it's like a two year wait before <laughs> oh you know the season finale, <laughs> you know, but I, I really like that because it it gives me something to look forward to. It's not just, you know, you're you don't just kind of complete it all in, in one uh, in one sitting. And that allows for that social media, that chatter, that speculation. And that, I think, is part of the fun. Um, And I would point out you mentioned Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I also am watching that, of course. And I, to be honest, I am not enjoying it as much at all as, as I did with WandaVision. I'm, I'm enjoying it, so I'm going to watch through it. But but I had to I, I was talking with my with my buddy about it and I was like, I just it's not resonating with me in the same way. And sure. he pointed out and I, and I thought this was really insightful that that he pointed out that maybe what I like about WandaVision is I like the, the mystery there there's like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is more action-oriented, which is great. Right. But yeah. WandaVision, there was like this mystery that you're trying to figure out what's going on. And and I personally love that kind of a, a story where I'm like trying to figure out who's behind it, who's the villain, who's doing what. And and with WandaVision, like you're you're guessing all the way, uh well. <sighs> I think I had a different label a different villain labeled every just about every episode cuz you know you just you know you don't know yeah. what's going on where whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier is is more straightforward. So yeah. I I think that this worked for WandaVision very well.
2: But WandaVision even had that like M Night Shyamalan like or however you say his name like let's look back and see what Agatha yeah. did, you know, yeah. how she was manipulating things all throughout, you know, and we had that flashback moment where Oh, that's why that happened, or that's how you know um, uh, through through her eyes. And the so, the,
1: the monsters theme song, kind of
0: so great. Just, I mean, yeah. it was yeah. number one on on iTunes. Like, <laughs> for,
1: for, I am right guilty as of soon as that
2: happened
0: too. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Hey, did you get? I, I tried to get my daughter to because she's the one I watched this with, and the. The end credit music, which we would listen to, so reminded me of the original uh, Incredible Hulk music. Did, mm. did you that? Read, no, yes, not not. Do you remember I've, like the very first one?
0: Yeah, I didn't make that connection.
2: No, all right. I, it's, 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 it's it must be me. I mean, when I played it for her, she's like, "Okay, I can I can see what you're saying." But I just wanted to know if if in the comments of anybody, like, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I, let us I'm know. A, yeah, I'm a I'm a uh a theme music kind of geek. But anyway, um yeah, the WandaVision, because of the episodes and because of the way it's broken up, you couldn't imagine that being a movie. You could I mean I mean it would be a long movie, but it was still you could like a 35 hour movie. It would be weird with those televisions. It's made for television, it's made for episodes, yes. it's made to be a serial. Where I can imagine Falcon and the Winter Soldier with the quality of what they're doing. Um, I could see that being a movie that they would make that like a movie with the same kind of it wouldn't be these weird choppy breaks every 25 minutes. It would it would flow, I think, uh, rather well. Um, Yeah, they basically
0: described Falcon and Winter Soldier that way, that it's it's like they they made it like one long movie um, that they're breaking up. So and like WandaVision obviously is is not that.
2: No, no. I mean, like, you can't keep, you know, it would be weird You're watching a movie and suddenly you have the credits for like, you know, and starring, you know, uh, Wanda, you know, I mean, it was just obviously weird. (laughs) So it works much better. And there is you like the that making him wait. You like the you know, yeah, I had to wait like three years to see what happened to Luke after Han was frozen. And, you know, the whole thing, And (laughs) you people just watched it all at once. Now, at least they have to wait a week. You know, it's like, you know, the, the me now right now culture. Of, uh, of kids watching this. is like, what do I have to do? Watch, wait a whole week. Yes, you do. It's, you know, <laughs> revenge. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it. And, and it, you're right, Father. There was really uh, much more of a mystery, like, you know, my, my daughter and I guessing. And uh, like, she's she's uh, almost 21. So, you know, she's been, uh, I introduced her to the MCU unknowingly just by renting uh, Thor the Dark World one year, uh, like six or seven years ago. And that exploded into our passion. And so we watch them all together. We go to see them all together. And um, we enjoyed kind of trying to figure out, like, who was what and what was going on Mm -hmm. and what were they up to with the WandaVision. Obviously, Winter Soldier, it's a little it's it's not as much of a mystery. It's just kind of fun to see Mm -hmm. what's happening and watch those characters. And um, Mackie and... um, and Bucky, what's uh, what's the occupation? Sebastian name? Stan. Yeah, Sebastian Stan. They were at the Comic Con too. So dang, like okay, another pair of guys that I got. To, my daughter actually met Mackie. She got to take not a Mackie, um, Sebastian Stan. Yeah, she took a picture with him, and she got a picture with her her idol, Tom Hiddleston. At that,
0: uh, dang, too. nice. Yeah, I, I've. You know, I, I'll brag. I've been to many San Diego Comic Cons, and I've mm-hmm. seen like every
2: anyone and everyone. So yeah, those that, those yeah. are the 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 holy grails of the Comic Cons. Yeah, Diego.
1: yeah, go. absolutely. I've met Tom Holland and Paul Rudd. Very cool. I feel like I need to like how <laughs> like yeah. I've been in <laughs> the same room with them. I haven't met them though. <laughs> I have pictures with both of them. Which yeah, that's you know, awesome. They were cool.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, again, you know, uh, I agree with what you guys have said. Yeah, I mean, just the mere fact, like, you know, the first episode with a, a live audience and and doing the whole, you know, parodying every decade of television. Like, yeah, just you can't really do that in a two hour, two hour and a half movie. It, it, it's they really took advantage of the format uh, of the medium. And um, uh, I, I really hope that, you know, like you mentioned, Falcon, Winter Soldier, is more cinematic um but i really hope like some any future shows or if they end up doing us a, a season 2 you know that's with you know wanda and vision as the main characters um it would be nice to see, see see what else they can do um uh because right out of the gate they they really uh, hit it out of the park um and uh again with that week to week Sort of format, as we talked about, there was a lot of speculation, a lot of fan theories, and I can't think of a show, man, it's been a long time where where I've seen so much like discussion on social media, and then so much outrage when the thing that they wanted <laughs> to happen. I mean, I guess that kind of happens like in a in a vacuum with Mandalorian recently. Yeah. Like, oh, is it going to be Luke? Is it going to be Ezra? Or, you know, yeah. uh, whatever. But um this was week to week like there were like i don't know how, how how much you guys like like read into it but like i would follow the the discussions and it's like oh look at this you know this commercial totally confirms that you know mephisto is the villain or uh oh who's the the aerospace engineer that's friends with monica that has to be reed richards you know it has to be uh, fantastic four sending a fantastic four <laughs> the fly like, the fly on the the, the window was right Mephisto Mephisto yeah oh, okay <laughs> um yeah uh, and and then obviously I mean the 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 big one and and we'll, we'll we'll talk more about it too later but you know her her brother Pietro you know they're ca- you know casting um the guy who played Quicksilver in the Fox uh X-Men universe and bring him into the Marvel universe and us knowing okay Marvel now owns Fox and owns X-Men does this mean like this is going to be our entryway into introducing the X Men into the MCU, and then you've got you you had Paul Bettany in in an
1: interview talk about yes. this huge <laughs> cameo that was coming, yeah, and it was just someone you always wanted yeah. to work with.
0: Right. <laughs> right. It's like I've like, always wanted to work with this actor. It's like, been a dream of mine. And what a great way to troll the fans!
2: Like yeah. <laughs> that was
0: great. Yeah, uh, that was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Um, I,
2: I thought it was hilarious the way they brought the actor uh, Pietro back uh, and and had him be the same. I mean, that was just so funny um, because you you don't have too many of them, you know, playing the two different ca- characters, playing this uh, or two different actors playing the same guy in two different universes right. like that, and then having them cross over like that, and then having it just be, yeah, yeah, I was just kind of made up. I mean, he's dead. I'm not really the brother, you know. Yeah. And ended I, I love the way they did that. <laughs> Yeah, it ended up being, a, like, a potty joke. Um, <laughs> and then they had, him like, the, the same basement that he was in in the beginning of, <laughs> yeah. of, of the X-Men movie, where he's just kind of, like, wasting his life away.
0: Exactly. Yeah, they, they just, they they teased it so much. I mean, obviously, a lot of, I mean, I, I personally thought, like, they took it a little too far. Like, I didn't mind that he wasn't, you know, the, the, the Quicksilver from the X-Men universe, even though I kind of hoping it was, but you know, when it, thinking about it, like if, thinking about the bigger picture, I'm like, okay, it, it, if you're going to introduce this guy and he's, and he is a mutant, like then you, there's so much explanation that you'd have to bring into it. And, and, and they've just barely touched the surface of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this show kind of by the end of it, it, it is barely introducing it. Um, yeah, and I think it would have taken away from the central message and theme of the show and from the the main characters. Like if it, it, all people would be talking about, is like, Oh my gosh, X-Men are now in the MCU. And, and if like Reed Richards or Magneto showed up, that's all people would be talking about. They wouldn't be talking about like the, you know, the, how they dealt with, you know, again, the grief, uh, those themes and, and the sort of evolution and progress of, of Wanda's character now becoming the Scarlet Witch and this new vision that we get, um, you know, by the through the show and by the end of the show. Um, so I think there there was
1: a I can't remember if it was Kevin Feige, but somebody made the comment that basically trust us like. Right. Like, yeah. it, you know, it, the things that you want will be addressed somehow just trust us. And I and I really appreciated that because yeah, I think you're right that if they if they tried to pull in the the mutant universe now it that it would have turned WandaVision into uh you know the the new X-Men TV show. Like, you know, and that that wasn't right. what they were trying to do.
2: And, mutant Vision. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
1: And and at least for me, again, being the casual fan and uh, listeners, please don't hate me for this. I I I'd, I'd seen like um uh days of future past and I and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I saw one of the others but I did not recognize him as the Quicksilver of the the X-Men universe. I I recognized that he wasn't the Pietro from Age of Ultron. And yeah. like but I and so at least I and then of course they they make it clear in context that this is Pietro but it's not really Pietro. So like being a being a casual fan i was like oh and then and then darcy like quick quickly points out oh they recast pietro which was again (laughs) another awesome tv trope that happens because characters do have to get recast and and so like for me it didn't really bother me and i wasn't expecting this huge x-men connection even though after talking to my buddy it was like oh that'd be kind of fun if they did that but i i'm fine with where they took it and 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 i and i I wonder if there's going to be more for that character, though. I mean, I just I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back in some way. Me neither. Yeah.
2: I'm happy that I didn't. I wasn't on social media with this stuff. I was just enjoying the episodes, you know, because just like when I don't like reading a review of a movie or hearing what people are saying about it. I just want to go and enjoy it and not have my expectations tainted one way or the other uh, and just go in, uh, you know, and see what happens. And if I would have, you know, had people bashing this or that decision that really was really just their opinion of what they were hoping would happen, it would have probably ruined it for me to a certain extent. So I'm glad that that I wasn't I didn't get involved in that. I just enjoyed the episodes and uh, each week.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm glad there wasn't like a big, you know, like another bigger villain than than Agatha, like a Mephisto or, you know, I'm glad that Magneto didn't come in. Cause you know, in the comics, Magneto is, is, uh, is Wanda's father. Wanda and Quicksilver's father, but in the MCU, right. Obviously her origin is not that, I mean, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll explain that when, when they do introduce X-Men one day that he is actually her father, but, um, I'm glad that uh, ultimately I'm glad that they didn't have any of those big cameos, uh, because again, it would have taken away from the show and, uh, I really like how they dealt with her character and vision's character. Um, And speaking of Agatha, she ends up being, you know, the, the I guess the main villain. Um, And we have that big twist. Uh, I know father, you were, you were more (laughs) surprised than, than probably I was because, uh, you know, I, I didn't know for sure. She was, uh, she was who she was. Um, But uh, Agatha Harkness, um, but I mean, again, social media, everyone was saying, oh, she must be this person. And, and she had like, she was wearing that pendant and her combo character wears that pendant. So I'm like, oh, it's probably her. Um, but still it, it, even knowing that it was probably her, it, it was still a great like sort of development and, and twist. Um, and obviously, like we said, the, the song was great and the reveal was great. Um, and, uh, Catherine Hahn, that's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Yep. Wonderful actress. Uh, I love her and everything she's in just comedically. Yeah. She's yeah, she's yeah. excellent. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so what did, I mean, let's talk about that episode. I mean, that was a very pivotal episode. Um, what, what did you guys, you know, think, um, of the twist and, and how the Agatha character in general was, was handled, um, you know, throughout the season?
2: Well, so re- remi- bring me up to speed or just remind me cause it was, I, the kids were, the kids got lost. And when exactly did the, I, and I know that she went in to Agatha's house. Yeah, um, Th-
1: this was, this was, the, this was the episode where um it was, I think it was called Breaking the Fourth Wall, where she was, you know, depressed and mm-hmm. eating cereal on the couch. And Agnes comes over earlier and takes the kids to her house. And so she's watching the kids. And then yeah. um I forget what actually draws her over to agnes's house later on it must just be she's looking for billy and and uh tommy which at that point they ha- they have disappeared but they're still in Ag- agatha's house at some point and then she yeah she goes down into the basement and agnes and then you have the big reveal yep yeah. comes through with the big reveal
2: i i can say that not being with you father of not being aware of the comics and and what goes on there i'm just the mcu is is really uh where i get all my information um so I wasn't aware of Agatha or her character or anything and uh, was totally shocked that this seemingly kind of, you know, uh, Alice Kravitz from Bewitched character that's kind of like yeah. always in your face and bugging you or whatever, um, suddenly turned into this this witch who had uh, somehow weaseled her way into uh, Wanda's whole universe that she had created here, this whole town. Um, yeah. I I, I loved it. It was, it was great. You know, it's like, what are they going to do next? They're kind of, you know, as they're going along, okay, they're, they're running out of decades. You know, what are they going to do next? And then they got, you know, that and things once again, kept getting more serious. You know, what's, what's wrong with the kids? Are they okay? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what's, uh, you know, and you still have the threat from the outside. Um, and the, the, the main, uh, you know, protagonist or antagonist outside that's trying to get vision. So, it was it was really kind of like, as they say, you know, put your main characters in a tree and throw rocks at them. You know, there's things were getting bad <laughs> for our, our main characters at this point.
1: Yeah. And I and I, I think that they, they handled it very, very well, because as I was watching it, you don't like, like I mentioned before, like I was labeling someone else as a villain just about every week. There was a point there yeah. where, like, I even thought, "Well, is Geraldine even on on the right side of things? How does how does she know yeah. about Ultron? And is you know what what's her what's her story? You know." And then you've got Hayward outside, and you've got you know uh, the, these weird things happening inside the hex. And and what I liked about Agatha was that she she ends up more or less becoming kind of the main villain, but she mm-hmm. wasn't. Uh, th- there was. I'm glad that she wasn't the one that. Uh, started everything like the hex is Wanda's that the hex is there because of Wanda's grief that Agatha, you know, was drawn to it because of the power, but she's not the one that created it. And so Agatha is sort of wreaking havoc inside, but, but more because she's trying to understand where Wanda's power is coming from. So she can take it for herself. So the story still goes back to Wanda and the hex being Wanda's, Thing, but then it but then that causes, well, is Wanda the vision or or sorry, is Wanda the villain here, you know, right. and, and like and and what's going on there? And then you you get more sympathetic towards her because you recognize that this is this is her grief process, even though she did some really bad things, <laughs> you know, uh, but like and and Agatha, I I'm really glad they didn't kill her. I I think she is so oh, yeah. so cool of a character that uh she oh, I really hope she comes back in some way. So I thought that I'm sure. I thought that they handled they handled her very well and and I was sort of expecting it because I have my friend who was kind of filling me in on it but but even so you could have had that whole thing play out without Agatha even being revealed at all and still have you know the Hayward be the villain and and it all play right. out too. So um, but I really I liked how they re they filmed all of Agatha's scenes it like in the different time periods when they finished filming that particular episode. So they were able to put her in all of those places. So
0: very, very good. Yeah, and I, I like that. I, she was a perfect character, I think, because, I mean, she's a witch and we're and we're dealing with the the evolution of, of Wanda into Scarlet Witch and 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 her being like the device for the bringing in the whole witch mythology. I mean, seeing her history from the Salem witch trials and, uh, and, and then the dark hole book and all that stuff. Like it's uh, I thought it was the perfect choice um, for her to be the, you know, the, whether you want to call her the main villain or, or a villain of the show. Um, yeah. I thought it was handled really well and, and she served like a real purpose. Um, and, and like you said, father, I'm glad that it was still Wanda at the end of the day that was the cause of all this
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and, and all the mystery and intrigue was, is really about her and, and, and Agatha wanting to learn about her um, and, and where she got her powers from. And, uh, and then when she finds out who she really is, she, you see the real fear in her eyes <laughs> um, and uh, which, which leaves some interesting possibilities going forward uh, with uh,
2: the MCU. Yeah. Stupid me is like, they're like, we didn't know that she was a Scarlet Witch the whole time because I thought we did. Okay, I know, I, mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I, know we, I know we did, but I didn't know they didn't know. I mean, I, wasn't that? Was yeah, because like, they never. Yeah. She was never called that and yeah, they movies. Didn't, yeah, I, you know, there, there's my ignorance. I didn't know that you know that wasn't a thing yet. I just thought they just usually called her Wanda. You know, but right. Uh, and I love the way they put the costumes on her for Halloween. Oh, uh, vision. Oh, was right. the original, <laughs> yes, <laughs> enjoyed that. That, that was, was good. That was excellent yeah, i know yeah. i didn't my daughter's like you didn't even know those were i'm like yeah i know but when you told me I like, I like
1: that gives yeah. all those cosplayers out there that don't have money the easy way to dress up absolutely go. yeah, yeah good point um go. speaking of the the scarlet witch correct me if i'm wrong was that it was wasn't that like a trademark thing where it was it was part of that's part of the mutant universe and once disney bought fox then they could bring that name into the mcu is why they didn't call her the scarlet Witch i know i
0: know um that's a good point i know that that was the case for some characters um that might have been the case with hers um you might be you might be right i'm not 100 on that but yeah that that, maybe that's why they held off ever calling her scarlet witch because i know that uh, when she was called scarlet witch in wandavision like that was a big deal yeah like (laughs) absolutely so yeah so yeah you might be right a lot of those yeah a lot of those like copyrights and mm-hmm. naming rights it's very confusing like yeah like for example like the Hulk. like the hulk is owned by like the movie rights of the hulk is owned by universal yeah but marvel can still use the hulk as a character as long as he's not the main character of a movie and his yeah. name is not in the movie title <laughs> so it's that's why marvel will never be able to make an incredible hulk movie unless they have universal's permission or the or or the copyright um expires. But on the on so, yeah, that then,
1: on that particular issue, uh Tyler and my buddy was telling me that that's why like the Hulk story is sort of split between was it uh like Thor Ragnarok and yes uh, Infinity War and Endgame. So like he's got his own arc going on in those movies, but he's just not like the main star. Exactly, yeah. But th- that's, so that's how that's the MCU is yeah. And-
2: we need one it, of these yeah. fan film guys to just piece it all together. Right. So you can just watch yeah. the Hulk story <laughs> without all the other stuff.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because yeah, basically Thor Ragnarok could have been called planet Hulk. I mean, right. Planet Hulk is a right. famous comic storyline where Hulk goes on a, is, is on another planet and, and, you know, fighting uh, uh, for, you know, front of crowds. So, um, yeah, Marvel just did their clever way of, mm-hmm. you know, going around that. Um, Uh, Before we get uh, go more in depth on on Wanda and and Vision, uh, what do you guys think of uh, you know some of the supporting characters? Um, You know, you have Jimmy Woo, you have Darcy, um, and you have uh, you know on a higher level Monica, Mm -hmm. uh, who who we see a big you know evolution of with her character. Obviously, I mean, last time we saw her, she was a little girl in Captain Marvel, and, and now she is you know potentially. I mean, she has powers now Uh we, we can see that, um, you know, and it's not really, again, not to get too comic book nerdy, but there's, she could be a number of different characters, but photon seems to be the character that she, she's going to end up being. Um, but uh, yeah. What do you guys think of the supporting characters um, and, and how they were, they were dealt with, they have any favorites. I mean, I know with Jimmy, like right off the bat, I, I just love the, the car trick thing uh-huh. uh, that he did um, because that's if, you, if you've watched ant-man he asked paul you know paul Rudd, and he asked ant-man like hey can you teach me that magic trick after he sees him do it at his house <laughs> uh, so it was a cool little like uh you know connection um mm-hmm. but yeah what do you guys think of, of those characters
2: I, I thought it was great how they pulled them out of just all the different like story you know you got an ant-man side character you have you know a, a thor side character of um, Captain Marvel side, you know, and you bring them all together, you know, we're all in the same universe. So obviously and they all just have very legitimate roles. I mean, it wasn't like firefetched that they were there and they were fun. I mean, they were like your your uh, characters that were kind of um, except for um, and remind me of her name again from uh, Captain Marvel, Monica. Monica. Um, the other two were kind of comedy relief, you know, funny characters. So it putting them together. Uh, Darcy and Wu was kind of fun to see like how they interacted so it, it gave a lot of legitimacy and it was just kind of fun like oh yeah you know I remember that person so yeah I enjoyed it
1: yeah I I, I thought it was fun too I mean Jimmy Wu someone someone's out there on the interweb said that they should do like an x file show with with Jimmy Wu solving <laughs> solving cases oh, so. I would totally watch that you oh know gosh, and I, yeah. I think we all would like he's he's just got that personality that that yeah you can't you can't not like the guy like he is just he is just fun, you know, and then Darcy and I never saw Thor. So I I knew that she was a side character from Thor. So I I kind of knew that. But I I thought she was fun. She's incredibly smart. And yet she mm-hmm. was also sort of the our eyes into what was going on in the in the in the the sword camp outside. And she's the one. I mean, <laughs> I think there's a point there where she's like, I don't know if she's eating popcorn, but she's like, she's telling Jimmy or Hayward, like, I'm invested as <laughs> she's yeah. watching the show. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> that is me <laughs> right there, you know? And, and so she's, she's kind of the, our eyes into that world. And, and, uh, and I thought it was really fun that, that she got pulled into the hex and, and, you know, got to play a, a, a small role in the kind of the finale of things. I know I think she, it was planned for more, but, uh, you know, but I, I thought that she was, she was fun and Monica, I'm, I'm excited where her character goes. Um, again, I know nothing really about the backstory, but I, I thought she was pretty bad. And, and I want to see more of, of Monica and I assume in captain Marvel 2 we'll probably get more of that.
2: And I, and I like the way they use Darcy to to discover the show. Like she, yeah she discovered yeah. the broadcast and yep. she, you know was able to tune into it and watch this whole thing. Yeah. Um, that, that was, that was a clever how they pulled that off.
0: Yeah. No, that I think having Jimmy and Darcy were, were great choices. And, um, and yeah, and Monica, like I, I love, I think it was episode four, the, that where it starts out with her coming back from, you know, yeah. inside the MCU, they call the blip, um, you know, coming back. I mean, I, I like you forget like how, catastrophic that event was and 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 we're still feeling the effects of of infinity war and endgame i mean imagine being away for five years you know once one second you thought you know you were you know right beside your mom in the hospital and then Mm -hmm. you hear oh five years have passed and your mom died like that was heavy i mean and 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 again it was really cool like seeing I think the very first shot was 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 seeing her come back to life, like the kind of the reverse effect from when everyone was uh, blipped off the radar, and her coming back in. It was it was really uh, powerful um, uh, watching that, and uh, and I'm sure we'll 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 see more of that. I mean, we got a little of that too in Spider Man Far Away from Home, and and I'm sure we'll we'll see more of that going I, forward. I, but. I
1: appreciated though that this dealt with that a little more realistically. Spider Man Far from yes. Home, they sort of have their uh high school uh tv production Production. just like their newsletter yeah Yeah. and 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 so it felt appropriate for for that movie but it sort of just kind of passes by and then you get into the story of spider-man which is which was great but this you see some more of the real like drama of like what would that have been like um and actually Mm -hmm. i think we're seeing that in falcon and winter soldier too is there's they're just like yeah. the the results and the you know, the what this blip actually caused. It's not like you can just bring back half the population and then pick up as normal. Like yeah, there's a lot more that that goes on and yeah, and you're gonna have kids who come back and their parents have died and Monica's in that mm-hmm. situation. And so I, I appreciate the 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 realness that they're they're trying to at least throw into to that obviously fictional thing.
2: There was an interesting parallel. Uh, I I might be pushing it, but uh, in The Walking Dead, uh, when Grimes wakes up and is, like, unaware of what's been happening since he's been kind of out of it. Like, and there's walkers and, there, you know, the zombies and stuff and, and all these changes and he's trying to figure out what's going on. And she wakes up into a different kind of chaos. All these people have appeared. And, like, where are these people coming? You know, she's... Uh, in, it's just so different, and she's trying to figure out this world where these people that weren't there are now back, uh, and then some people like her mom are gone. Um, and she's walking around a hospital with the same kind of chaotic, kind of like this is a very strange world. Uh, that I just woke up into. How long have I been out of this? Um, it was I, I don't know. It just it seemed like they were they were shooting it uh, in a similar way. Cool.
0: Yes, yeah, so I just wish Jimmy Darcy and and Monica had more of a bigger role in the finale. I think that's one of the few sort of criticisms I have, but finding out later that the finale c- kind of got affected by COVID. Mm-hmm. So, and you can kind of tell like they, they try to just shoehorn in those characters as much as they could. Like Darcy just basically had that one scene where she ran over, which was <laughs> great. Oh, that yeah, was, was awesome. Great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very satisfying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Monica, like she saved, you know, the kids, she mm-hmm. she stepped in front of the bullets um but i know they i heard in interviews uh with the the directors of the show that um it was originally planned for a bigger fight sequence with her um but you know again I mean, covid has affected a lot of productions and the fact that we still got this show and 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 the quality that it delivered on was uh, is still great but just small small gripes but you got to you got to hand it to them that they kind of dealt with it probably as best as they could mm-hmm. so yeah getting you know, at the end of this, uh, this podcast, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to the main characters. Um, So by the end of this, this series, you know, we see this, this huge arc and evolution of, of Wanda's emotional state and, and her process of grief, you know, I mean, she lost vision. She lost, you know, her children within this, you know, Westview sort of town that she created. You know, we go back to her childhood. We see how she lost her parents, and obviously, how she, we go back to Age of Ultron, where Pietro, her brother, dies, um, and her whole country of Sokovia, <laughs> basically, <laughs> she's lost. Yeah. So, I mean, for one person to go through all that, yeah, and she lost vision three times. Exactly, yeah, you know, and she had to, she had to kill him one of those times, yeah, <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, and the second time at the end of the show. But yeah, getting into her character and and the sort of again the grief that she she goes through, what. Like, what are your thoughts on on how the show handles that uh, handled her journey and and her character going forward? So, I think that this was this was really what made Wandavision
1: shine. Um, I mean, yes, it's fun. Yes, the the sitcom realities are fun, and and they're fun to watch. And you know, the mystery and the intrigue and the the superhero, like all of that, is really fun and makes for good TV, and it makes for um, really cool storytelling. But I think that what makes the show shine in an authentic and real sense is this particular issue. How does Wanda deal with grief? And and I, you know, I as I was kind of thinking about and working through just my thoughts on the show, you know, I think it works because this is something that is so fundamentally human that we all can relate to Wanda. Not that we've killed our, our, you know, our boyfriend three different times or watched him die. But <laughs> Wanda is, in essence, a broken hero. You know, she, she's got this complexity about her, this moral complexity. She's, um, you know, she's, she's grieving the loss of the love of her life. And, and we all, every single human person on this planet, you know, we, we don't go through this life without experiencing loss. So there, there's that connection there that we can look at Wanda and we can say, I, I know what she's going through and I've experienced that loss. And then we we see how Wanda tries to deal with it. And and I and I love that because that ends up being a mirror for us. Like, well, should I do what Wanda did in a in a metaphorical sense? Or we see how it plays out and how what Wanda tries to do to distract herself from the pain of the grief doesn't actually work. You know, and and so we do the same thing in different ways. So we we don't create a hex and an alternate kind of fictional world, but we create fantasy worlds when we run to anything that distracts us from the pain, whether that's drugs, alcohol, um, anything. If we could just binge watch Netflix rather than dealing with the pain that in itself Mm -hmm. is creating, you know, this fantasy world that that we we naturally humanly want to do because we want to protect ourselves from the pain and so i love that that's how they dealt with this and that it wasn't uh it wasn't done comically but it was done real uh, realistically and 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 you just you see wanda go through you know those stages of grief and 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 it's and it's and it's real and relatable you know and so just to kind of uh give give listeners just an overview of that you know that the stages of grief tend to fall into to these it's uh denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance and you can almost split the episodes up based on those uh those different stages of grief where the the first two episodes are are basically denial where where Wanda has created this idyllic uh fictional world it's super funny and cheesy and in itself, comedy also is a distraction from the pain, you know, and so that kind of plays out. And she even, uh, there's a point where one of the sword operatives operatives comes from the sewer and like right. Wanda says no and mm-hmm. just like rewrites the entire scene, you know, and, and so you see that play out or anger, uh, when Geraldine mentions her brother dying from, um, from Ultron and Wanda. In anger knocks Geraldine completely out of the hex, you know, and then we see her bargaining when when um, she's bargaining with Hayward Hayward when she leaves the hex and she says, you know, um, you don't bother me and I won't bother you. And so she's like trying to bargain and keep her keep her fake reality. And then uh, depression is very clear in episode seven. You know, she's she's got the unkept, unkempt unkempt uh, hair and she's in her pajamas eating cereal on the couch and everything's going crazy around her. And she's just kind of,
2: you know, just depressed. Which for us was basically the COVID last <laughs> April. <laughs> right. <Yeah.
1: laughs> you know, but 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 like you watch all of these things and you see how she tried to deal with it and why it doesn't work. And it just leads her down this road. And then finally it's episode eight and nine when she has to go through the reruns and has to accept things and, and acknowledge the pain, you know, and, and ultimately that's what leads her to acceptance and finally taking down the hex and saying goodbye to vision. But there's still that, that hope that they'll say hello again, which was, which was also important, I think for, for that. So I really thought that this was what made the show stellar.
2: Yeah, it gave it a a, a real backbone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is the solid thing that's that's always there. We have a little comedy here, and you needed comedy relief if yeah. you're going to deal with this kind yep. of topic. And you think to yourself, okay, if I have the powers of Wanda, how would I deal with grief? You know, what what kind of pretend things would I create? You know, how, you know, so you you can see yourself in her, uh, yeah, you didn't kill your boyfriend three times or whatever, but you, you know what I mean? You, you can see how, oh, like I try to distract myself from watching TV. Well, what if I could just create my own TV show and I'm in it and mm-hmm. the people I miss are back. And so, you know, you, you can, you can imagine that. Um, and, uh, there was a line that, that, uh, father put on our notes and I, I wrote down too, when I was watching it, what is grief, if not love persevering? Mm-hmm. and vision was having a discussion with uh Wanda correct yeah. um yeah. over the loss of was it over the loss of pietro right yes yeah um and that and and he says that I'm just like wow what a what a what a line drop that was that was great um and the thinking that you know uh, we were never made to be separated from our loved ones this, this God didn't intend us to experience death of a loved one, so that is that that grief of separation when we're supposed to all be in communion and we kind of, we don't have a sense of that communion when people pass on to, uh, to the next life is, is grief. Uh, But what's missing in this show that we have as, as Catholic Christians is that we know that's a temporary separation, uh, which should keep us from despair. Mm -hmm. But you can see, and I, it's hard to imagine how, You know, if you're in this atheistic worldview, uh, like it seems they are in in this universe, uh, how do you get past uh, depression and going into despair? Because, you know, you just, everything's meaningless and it just all ends and everyone's just gone. Uh, That, you know, as opposed to what we know to be true, uh, that we'll be together again.
1: I think they sort of imply that reality in the mcu it's not it's not god by any means at least within the mcu but but they do have that line where you know we've said i i forget exactly how it goes but it's it's in that final scene and and wand and vision are basically saying goodbye and they said but we've done this how many times now it stands to reason that we'll yeah. say hello again right you know and and Okay, in in the superhero world, you you almost can replace God with like either technology or magic
2: or multiverse,
1: right? Yeah. You know, so so I I think that they're echoing in on that because they they I I think that's just that's part of who we're made, how we're made by God. Whether you acknowledge God or not, we're made for that union with one another. We're made as relational beings, and so I think even within the MCU, they they're recognizing that that we need that that hope that that this death and separation isn't the end and we know that that that's because we're called to eternal life and you know and and that ideally you know our loved ones are in heaven and we will be with them one day you know but in the mcu it's more well uh ma- young, magic will you know, so. probably write another
2: story for us right 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: but but i mean but even that that idea at least is still there and i think i think it needs to be because that's that's how we're made and you you can't right. even even in an atheistic story it's it's you can't you can't not have relationships that's just that's inherent in every single yeah, human the, being
2: the real uh un, unexplainable with how god truth creeps in right uh innately and they explain it in different strange kind of ways but uh because you know as i said it'll it'll turn to despair i mean if if this is it that's why i love if everyone just is gone
1: when when i talk to people who who like aren't aren't believers and, and or or agnostic i mean that's why it's it's super helpful to just go to go to natural law and if you can connect on that level and and point out those things like <laughs> do you believe in in love and do you believe in in morality you know and even like those sorts of things that are inherently good or evil, all tend to point back to God himself. And if you can kind of connect with someone on that level, it, it just leads you down that road um, versus just going to a religious discussion right off the bat.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's several examples that, you know, the MCU has given us uh, of an afterlife. I mean, I think of Black Panther, yep. you know, yep. where he goes to see his dad, you know, and, uh and then you obviously in, in infinity war and Endgame, you have uh the whole idea behind the soul stone well and and isn't uh uh it's one of the x men uh
1: played by Ray Park <laughs> he's catholic it's uh the oh nightcrawler yeah so so i mean there yeah, there, there, there are there are catholic yeah. uh superheroes so so it's, oh, it's yeah you absolutely. Know, it's, I, I guess i we shouldn't imply that there is no religiosity in the MCU at all. but Oh, sure. Yeah. You know. Captain America oh, yeah,
0: being, yeah. yeah, Captain America be, being, you know, uh, definitely a God-worshipping yeah, character. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: There was only yeah. one God. He's not a... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, 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 again, going like whether or not you believe in God or not, if you've gone through what Wanda has gone through, I mean, Monica says it um, in, in the finale. She's like, I, I probably would have done the same thing if I could bring my mom back you know it's it's like what would you like if you had these powers and you could sort of change your reality like yeah i mean yeah you would if you would ask anyone you know without going through something like that like if you ask me now like oh would i do that I'm like no obviously it's morally wrong i would not try to do something like that but when you're in the middle of put it though, me through all those trials yeah it's the temptation is is going to be pretty strong it's one thing to rationally know
1: that yeah that that's that's stupid that you know that that's not going to lead to anything good. It's another thing to be in in an emotional state. And then, you know, reason tends to kind of go out the window. So we we, we have to do our best to kind of balance the two.
2: Yeah. Well, the danger of, you know, the, uh, and the MCU, uh, the Marvel Universe explores that with so many of its characters, you know, power with, with, you know, given to somebody who has uh, emotions and ups and downs, you know, the Incredible Hulk, all the, you know, all the different, uh, characters that they have deal you know are much more uh human and flawed than than the ones we find in like dc so you know wanda's just an, another one as we explore uh you know how somebody with powers like her deals with grief
1: i have to say i'm a dc fan so you know be be
2: careful over there <laughs> <laughs> no, He's no, either. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. It's just a different, a different kind of way they look at the, the different way they look well, at Well, and I'm, I grew, I grew up with DC. Marvel was a later. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a super fan.
1: I'm a DC TV <laughs> fan. I'll,
0: I'll say that. Yeah, I can't wait to do the Snyder Cut podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. So we're talking about Wanda and and sort of her humanity, uh, dealing with grief, and now we have Vision, this Vision character who's not. Human and not even the vision from Age of Ultron to Infinity War. This is, as we learn in the final episode, just a, a creation of Wanda's. Uh, using, um, as we learn, you know she has a portion of this of the Soul Stone in her, as we see in one of the flashbacks when she's exposed to it, and she used that and and her and her memories of Vision uh, to create this, you know, West View. Uh, version of, of vision to, uh, to start a life with. Um, and, and then obviously we get the introduction of the white vision, you know, that, that Hayward is able to, to create. And we learned that was his plan all along to, to recreate him to have the ultimate soldier, the ultimate weapon. Um, right. So that, that whole cliched sort of thing, but, um, uh, and white vision being a, a very interesting character from the comics. Uh, so it was really cool to see that. What do you guys think of, of his character and, I mean, I guess we can kind of, you know, by the end of it, you know, he gives all his memories to the white vision and he has that moment where he says, I'm the vision. And he just flies, <laughs> flies away. We don't see him again. But it's obviously we're going to see him again in, in another movie or, or TV show. It's sort of left
1: ambiguous. Like he's got the memories, right. but, but is he as emotional as the vision that we know? I think, I think, exactly. I, I suspect that that's where they're going to go and explore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely don't yeah, we're never going to get the old vision back, but whoever this new vision is 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 going to be an interesting character to to sort of uh, explore. And I, and I liked in the finale, obviously the, the 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 famous scene now the the ship of Theseus yeah. scene where um it just made sense that, you know, the vision always being an intellectual character and 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 if you remember from like Age of Ultron, he he was just born, he was like discovering himself. So the, the, he had a lot of like sort of these, you know, intellectual sort of like exploratory existential sort of, sort of, uh, scenes and moments where he's like, oh, um, uh, you know, what is this feeling like? Like, like when he fell in love for the first time or, or when he was thinking about like, um, which side he should be on, should he be on humanity side or, or on Ultron side? Um. So it was cool seeing that that Ship of Theseus sort of uh uh conversation. It, 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 they had their whole CGI battle for for a little bit. Um, but it ended up being that that sort of heady intellectual thing where um, you know, the vision one vision telling the other vision like, oh, well let's think about it this way. Like who what what are we if, if we're just pieces of of this this guy who was called Vision are we vision or are we something else so it was really cool i mean it was really uh, to me it was uh, his character is is just that much more interesting now so i just wanted to see what your guys thoughts are on, on the vision character in general throughout the season i think that uh, the way that they handled those fight scenes was was
1: really cool you had you had on one hand the agatha wanda sky battle which was also just really cool to watch. And, and of course, Wanda's doing things that you don't... You wonder, why is she missing? And then you find out why she's missing. But, like, but yeah. the Wanda and Agatha battle is very f- magical, physical, lots of movement. And it just made sense that the vision battle was the intellectual, you know... I need elaboration yeah. and let's, you know, talk this out, <laughs> right. you know? So I, I really, I did, I really appreciate that. I think I, I enjoyed vision, you know, throughout the, the, the show uh, you know, he's, he's also a, a bit of um our eyes into the hex because he doesn't know what's going on either. And, and so, so that mm-hmm. was, that was helpful because again, like at, at one point I was, Rooting for vision to you know escape and get away from Wanda because I just assumed Wanda was controlling everything and and had just gone gone off the deep end, you know, but then like by the end of it i'm like I'm rooting for them as a family and and I really loved um <laughs> it was like a um if you've seen the Incredibles there there was a yes there was the the oh, hero means. pose with the incredibles on the island yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. incredible and and then yeah. you have the hero pose with all four of them, you know, and it was yes. just like yes, 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 I love that, you know so at the end and and that's a i mean that's a really good theme to point out too is that they they do focus on the family unit, uh which is great um my only other comment was at the was at the end with uh white vision leaving, I do hope that it's not the same vision. Because I think if if it was, that would totally discredit this entire show. Because this was Wanda dealing with grief, yeah. and it, would ma- it wouldn't it would make sense for Vision to just magically come back as the vision that we knew. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I think for purposes of the storytelling, like, it has to be a different vision. And, you know, and this was Wanda's way of closure and moving on to the next part.
2: It could be like the emotionless Spock version of Vision. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know. I, I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was, I guess, uh, surprised. It was, I was delightfully surprised, but how, uh, in how deep the vision character was, because uh, I was like, well, she just created him. She just, it's just a figment of her imagination somehow. I, I didn't, I don't know how much I appreciated the, how she did it with the infinity uh, stone and everything. So just seeing how he was starting to, notice things whereas all the actual people who were real were much more flat you know and the further away from Wanda they were the more flat they were they 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 their roles were rather repetitive right. and um uh, you know so seeing how deep vision was with his you know looking at wanda and what is wanda what are you dealing with what's going on here there's more you know go, when he's at work and how he like wakes people up and they're like okay. they're suffering like they're in purgatory or something and then he like puts them back and he even um, acknowledges
0: he's like uh, Wanda you can't control me like you can, can mm-hmm. control them. Like yeah, yeah, yeah he's he becomes he's aware. different
2: and he's in, in a way he, like he is the hex and he's more real in this hex than anyone else is. Uh, you know, and we see that when he tries to leave and we we presume it would have destroyed him if he would have somehow gotten out. Uh, you know, right. he would have ceased to exist. Um so yeah, I really I I like the Vision character. I had knew nothing about uh White Vision. Um you know, so it was that was kind of a new thing to see how that was, and then the whole kind of almost angelic uh, battle of intellects mm-hmm. that they had. You know, we're we're just going to battle our intellect and see who wins. You know, um, and uh, how they came together. You know, how it was. Uh, the, you know the the I don't know the real vision, the real fake vision. I don't know, you know, brought them <laughs> yeah. together. Uh, so yeah, I mean the, and I enjoyed that, and I really like also that you know you're not getting any kind of like shoddy TV effects. These are, these are you know movie quality uh, battle scenes. These mm-hmm. days, you know whether it's because you know the CGI or whatever, but you know the 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 flying scenes, the different things that they would do uh, in the movies that were so cool they were doing here. So you know I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, I, I really think they handled his his character um, very very well, and 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 I think the I, I like that we're getting a version of Vision going forward, um, and and yes, and I'm and I'm I'm glad that they could have like the original Vision, you know, be dead again. Like Father pointed out, he needs to be dead. So this this show had a purpose, um, and and Wanda's character, you know, went through that for a reason. Um, but I'm glad that we get to see. Yeah, it's cool. I mean Paul is a great actor and I think he does a mm-hmm. really good job with mm-hmm. that character. What I'll end with is like uh what do you think uh, of the MCU going forward? I mean we get these two stingers at the end. We get one with Monica where uh uh she I think is you know being recruited by Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Yeah. Yeah. It could be Talos, but I think it's I think it's well, Nick Fury. We saw, most likely. we
1: saw Nick Fury up there at the end of yes, uh right. uh far from home spider-man far from home. Yeah. So <laughs> on <I> th- vacation. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's Nick year.
0: Yeah, me too. I I think that's yeah. But either way, I mean it's this sort of the same they're all in the Captain Marvel uh, sort of wheelhouse. Um so that was cool, but uh even more interesting we see Wanda, you know, out in a remote, you know, house and God knows where, and she is uh, pretty sure that was my backyard to... in the Rocky Mountains. Just, just saying, <laughs> that's, that's that's a pretty <laughs> cool backyard. Just um, yeah. kind of doing that, um, you know, that Doctor Strange thing where where he can <laughs> sort of bi locate and do two two things at once. Yeah, bringing um, multitasking
2: to a whole new level. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah, uh, and we see her reading the the Darkhold, and 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 we hear the kids. Uh, we hear the kids calling out to her. Um, yeah. And, and we see this sort of teaser of like, oh, is she reaching out into the multiverse? I mean, Dr. Strange 2 is called Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So th- it's right there in the title. Um, so yeah, we might see the kids again. I mean, her kids are, you know, very formidable characters in the comics. Um, it could be teasing young Avengers cause they, they are ultimately members of the young Avengers. But, you know, with the movies, you never know which direction they're going to go. So what do you think of this whole just concept of the multiverse and, and what that means? I mean, do you think that's a cool direction that the MCU is going toward? Um, Absolutely. Uh, do you th- yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> um, I, I've i so I
1: did mention earlier, I I do like the D.C. TV shows. So the flash arrow, yes, um, those ones. They they deal with the multiverse at least very quickly exactly. in, in the flash. Yeah. And so I've I I've yeah. just loved that sort of concept. Um, theoretical physics and you know, if there were multiple earths and different versions of me, like, you know, just I, I like that idea and how that can play into to storytelling. So I, I'm very excited for Doctor Strange too. I'm also uh very excited, uh I'm pretty sure we'll see Billy and Tommy again. And and I, um, uh again, I'm basing a lot of this based on what my friend has told me. But I, th- it seems to me that they're setting up a Young Avengers. So I, I don't know the comics again at all. But I, I do know that, um, uh, Ant Man's daughter,
0: oh, right? You know, yeah. Is, is, yeah. is is I'm blanking on her name too. Is one? But, of and them. they're they're also doing they're doing a Miss Marvel uh, mm-hmm. TV show. And she's she's been a member of the Young Avengers, um, so
1: yeah. So so they're they're already at least the on the wall. They're,
0: they're they're placing some of
1: these kids and 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 you know Billy and Tommy. So I I think eventually they're heading towards probably a Young Avengers movie. And I yeah. and I really like uh, again I'm excited for the multiverse. I really enjoyed Billy and Tommy. We didn't really talk about them yet a whole lot, but I really enjoyed yeah. them. And I had no clue that that they were supposed to get superpowers. So in that episode, the Halloween episode, I was like, oh, my gosh, like he's he's like he's like Quicksilver. And then when Billy was getting all the the, the telepathic things and <laughs> I told I watched it with my buddy Tyler and, and I was like just waiting for him to to see it. And he wasn't as surprised <laughs> as me. Sure. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> duh!" Because he he already knows yeah. that this is probably yeah. was going to happen. But I I did really like those characters. So since we heard them in in Wanda's um, kind of uh, trance, I'm mm-hmm. excited that we'll see them again. It was also pointed out to me that um, this that that scene also shows Wanda's power because Doctor Strange when he does the same thing, he can't multitask. He's like when when he's like oh know, that's he's right like, yeah. when he's separated from his body doing something his main body is just dormant it's, it's idle whereas right. wanda yeah. is like making tea while her <laughs> other half is reading the Darkhold so it was pointed yeah. out that that just shows how much more powerful wanda is than even dr strange so I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I mean, Agatha said it herself. That she had a line where she says, you know, the Scarlet Witch is even more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Who is Doctor Strange, you know, at this moment.
2: Um, I, th- I like the multiverse. I'm hoping they bring it into Star Wars so we can rethink some of the things that they've tried to do with. They should just you know, maybe it leaks split into there.
0: back into the
1: Legends universe. That's what I want. Yeah, <laughs> really, exactly. I mean, gosh, I'm listening to some
2: of the uh, Timothy Zahn, I think. Oh, one. he's one, so, one, so one, good. One, oh, yeah, yeah. And I love l- listening to the audiobooks because um, Mark Thompson yes. reads them so unbelievably well. I mean, his voices are yep. amazing, but anyway, I digress. Uh, just a quick, a few quick things from uh, my MCU expert daughter. Um, in the Halloween Damn. episode of WandaVision, um, you can see in the theater in the background is playing the Incredibles. Oh, you have that little shout out. Very cool. Along with their pose. Yes. Along with their pose. Um, And also uh, her final Scarlet Witch costume, uh, which was like her, her Halloween costume, you know, like uh, upsized to the, the, the really expensive version that the people would have to buy uh, was really appropriate uh, and covered her up, uh, you know, while still looking, just like the comics. She
1: requested more modest uh, of a, of a design. So yeah. I, I do want to give her right. total kudos for that. You don't, you yeah. don't have yeah, to be cool. revealing for it to be an awesome. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know. And that's a, a, yeah, there's, there's a message. There, there's a battle um, in the culture between, you know, uh, do women have to make themselves objects or, or, you mm-hmm. know, do, can they be presented? And it's kind of funny that there's actually a fight about it. It seems almost, crazy but uh you know it's good <laughs> yeah. to see that there's uh people like olsen who have clout and they're they're very uh desirable actresses to have in films that that have that kind yes. of dignity about themselves yes. so um yeah that she that she switched from where how she looked even in the movies until uh to what she had in the in the the final episode how she looked was was good was, was really good
0: yeah i mean like I said, and especially Father, I'm I'm totally game for this multiverse stuff. I mean, it just the possibilities are endless, and yeah, it just it it makes it more like if you're a comic book fan, it's totally a comic book thing. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the multiverse is this it, it, it's it's like breathing air when it when it comes to comic books, <laughs> and 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 if you're a fan of sci-fi, again, it's 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 totally something. It, it's it's a trope that is used time and time again. And that's because I mean, when done right, it works, and and it and it and invites you know all this sort of cool things you can do not only as far as fan service, but you know, story wise, there's a lot of interesting things that that you can uh, sort of take advantage of. And and if if Wandavision is a representation of where these stories can go, it's it's, it's a really good sign.
2: I heard things about uh, about them uh, bringing back the different Spider Mans. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, a, towing, that's a heavy rumor. They're denying love, it. But and but having a multiverse with those three guys? I'm I'm something. totally <laughs> game. It's still yeah. just
1: rumors at this point, but yeah.
2: Yeah. And yeah. yeah. make them all teenagers. I don't know how they'd pull that off, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Spider,
0: I mean, you know, uh, um, uh, the Spider-Verse uh, anime yeah. movie, I mean yep. they they kind of dealt great. with that and I freaking yeah. love that movie. It's yeah. oh and, and to have a live action version of that with yeah. with, with the William original actors, and the- uh, Andrew Garfield. Yes. Oh my god, that was Oh, oh gosh. No, I mean, no. we already know. I mean, we already know that um Electro Jamie Foxx yep. is playing Electro and and uh Melina Molina is playing Doc Ock. They're confirmed, yep. so oh, we know. Oh, yep. Wow. We know those villains are coming back from from two different Spider-Man universes. But if you listen to um, at least some versions of if them, if you listen to Tom well, Holland, yeah. he's denied,
2: quote unquote. <laughs> you can never trust right, anything right, he says. Right, we right, know. Right. We know his <laughs> reputation. <What is> <laughs> <laughs> it just my daughter just showed me a whole thing they did with him and and the new um, what's your name Zendaya. Zend- yep. Yep. When yep. right, they yeah. announced did the whole thing based on it. Yeah, when yeah. they announced the name yeah. of it and how they, <laughs> they were oh, feeding yeah, that. false that information cool. <laughs> and stuff because they know we can't keep a secret.
0: Um, right, yeah. But yeah, I would, gosh, yeah. Uh, if they show up, yeah, it's, talk talk about talk about fan service. Well, that's going to be we great. Do, yeah. We um, don't
1: have a whole long time to wait. That's coming this Christmas. Christmas, yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, it's about time something comes soon. I mean, with the, all this delays from yeah. the pandemic, it's, they keep on right, pushing yeah. back the release of different things. Yeah. and stuff. Black Widow's been delayed again for
0: the 15th time. Mm-hmm. I know, but I think this one's final because they, they finally gave in and said they'll, they'll release it digitally at the same time. Yep. So oh, cool. um looking forward to black widow. Well, that's all I got. Any final thoughts guys before uh, we uh wrap this up? The
1: only other thing that I would point out is that I think that they did an incredible job with the music, especially yes. with they, they even with the model, they different, they model different theme songs for the different decades. And there is a set of like four notes that play yeah. through every, every decade in different That's forms. Right. And, and yeah. so like just the ingenuity that went into that is, is oh, mind blowing. I can't even imagine it. You know, it's just not just one theme song that you play for nine episodes. It was like, they had to create something new for each decade, and so just yeah. I mean, and even if you Google it, there was there's someone who who had um, pointed out Agatha's theme song, how that was hidden within all the other theme songs. Oh so, wow! Okay, I didn't like, know that. Yeah, so so get get real music geeky going on. It just. Yeah. And I, I'm a music fan. I, I was in band in high school and choir. And so I, I of course have all the soundtracks and, um, so mm-hmm. I just, I really appreciated the music.
2: Who are some of your favorite father, uh,
1: favorite composers? I mean, I would, composers. I would, I would have to say John Williams, of course. Yeah, of course.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> like I can't he's not the, say that. Yeah. He's,
1: um, he's, always <laughs> been a fan of Hans Zimmer as well. Uh, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, Hans Zimmer and, has
2: great percussion in his, uh. Things, yeah, like backdraft and stuff. Yep. And um and the late uh, great um James Horner. Yep. Uh, yes. always, always oh my gosh. Did he, he, uh, he did ba- uh, Braveheart, I think.
1: He also did uh Damn. The Amazing Spider-Man.
2: Oh, oh yeah. He did. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he was he was great. Um yeah.
0: So I'm i I'm a huge Michael Giacchino, Giacchino is, Ooh, is really good too. Yep. He, yep, he, yep. Yeah.
2: I know we did a podcast yeah. on John Williams alone, which I'm very mad I didn't get <laughs> yeah, I didn't have since uh, I was little. Uh, but maybe just a whole soundtrack uh, podcast on some of our favorites would be pretty
1: cool. Since we're talking about this, I have to throw this out there. There is a phenomenal podcast out there called The Soundtrack Show by uh Michael W. Collins. Who actually does some voice acting for Star Wars, but he he will take apart like he does Star Wars. He'll pull apart um the some of the songs and talk about why they're fitting, and he does that with with tons of different movies, even video games. He's really really smart. So um, oh, that's cool. So if you're interested in soundtracks at all, check out the soundtrack show by Michael W. Collins. It's great. Okay, that's that's really cool. Awesome,
0: thank you. Uh, that's all I got. Speaking of yeah, <laughs> well. Well, uh, speaking of podcasts, hopefully you keep supporting this one Um, and we'd like to take a moment to thank uh, those supporters who make it possible for us to create secrets of movies and TV shows, including our patrons, Timothy M, Father Anthony G, Dustin W, Krista M, and Laura F. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of movies and TV shows and all the shows at StarQuest. Now is a great time to become a StarQuest patron. Thanks to a generous gift from a StarQuest supporter, when you start a new Patreon monthly pledge at sqpn.com/give, the first 3 months will be matched by an equal amount from our donor to support all our shows, including this one, making your gift go even further. And we're more than halfway to our goal of $2000 in new monthly pledges. Won't you, ha- won't you help us close the gap? If you've been thinking of becoming a StarQuest patron, Now is the time. Visit sqpn.com slash give today. And that's it from us. What did you think of WandaVision? Let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash secrets or the StarQuest Facebook page, or send us an email to secrets at sqpn.com. Until next time, Mike Dentz, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of WandaVision. Thank you. Father Andrew Kinstetter, thank you as well. Absolutely. This is a blast. Yes, it was. And once again, I'm Andrew Hermes. Thank you for listening to the secrets of movies and TV shows on StarQuest.